0: more talks with Lesioho, and today um, we have Usam. I call her Coco Sam, so I'll let her introduce herself with her full name. I call her Coco Sam, my love, all sorts of things, but um, not by her surname. So I tried saying your surname, and And the fact that the Mutohana, this should be very embarrassing. Ah. I know. I know. Seriously? (laughs) I know. It's not something I should be proud of. I probably shouldn't have said it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So um, today, actually, the whole month of June, we'll be focusing on healing the emotional body. And Um, the first week we focused on, um, this this month we'll be focusing on anger and um, rage. Those emotions that give us, uh, that just show us the color red, um, that sort of blind us and we sort of lose ourselves when we experience those type of emotions. So, um, on this month, this month we'll be focusing on that emotion, um, and, um, the beginning of with the first episode because it's a series of four episodes With the first episode we spoke about where it sits in the body um, that will be the liver or bladder and it actually moves up to um, the top of your head um, so when you look at it when you, if you had to look at it with an a ultraviolet like you'd see the color red rising up um, when you when there's the emotion of anger and that's where it says this is why when you're angry you can't breathe properly, you get headaches, um, all of a sudden you have toothaches and all sorts of things. So um today we'll be focusing on um, the nutrition side of it and actually how that assists us to um, not really fix because there's nothing like fixing. There's no fixing in this universe. Um, how, how you can um, balance your emotional body and your etheric body, actually, all your bodies, because there's like five of them the physical, etheric, um, the emotional body, um, the, the thought body, and the spiritual body. So it assists immediately when you balance one, you, when you work on one body, it sort of bounces to the rest of the body. So yeah, so Sam is um, nutritionist and um, and also of other things. I'll just focus on nutritionist. She'll introduce herself and tell us what exactly she does. And I think this is for you. Know, this, is, this is like a very really long introduction. Sam, please tell us who you are before <laughs> you <know>, I just <laughs> go over my head. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well let's let's give you a mini tutorial in how to pronounce my surname. <laughs> 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 You'll be surprised. You said a similar word before. Okay. So I am Samantha Citalo. Oh, okay, so it's it's not Spanish. Um yeah, lo. But I'm okay with going by the name Sa. I am Sam, Sam I am. So you can just call me Sam. And yes, I am used to my love here, or mommy, or whatever interesting names I have for you to calling me Goko Sam, because it is true. N'hambana bo koko, So um, we are good with that too, because you're honoring those that I work with as I'm doing, especially. Um, this work that is related to to herbal medicine. I am a herbalist and um, it encompasses um, nutrition, so healing through food, um, along with working with herbs and supplementation and just also overall lifestyle, you know, so um, things like exercise, sleep. And then, of course, um, incorporating whatever spiritual modalities, other things that can support your body and overall health, well-being, and wellness. So that is part of the work I do. Um, But if I'm to really just break down in its entirety, I look at the mind and the body and the spirit. When I found myself in Um, a process of personal healing, which hasn't ended. I I don't think it ever ends for anyone. Um, But when I was really at the start of really consciously diving deeply into my healing, as well as connecting with my ancestors and what it is that they have to share with me as far as my path goes, um, I asked them, I said, guys, What do I do next? What do I do next in my life? How do I know which way to go? How do I know where to go? And then what they said to me was follow the number three. Follow the number three. So that would really start to unfold for me. Um, As far as things like angel numbers go, 333 three, three refers to ascended masters, right? So beings that lived on earth but have soon ascended into other realms and work in supportive roles, right? But then Spirit will also show me that when we are speaking of three, we're speaking of us working with you, helping you heal your mind, your body, and your spirit. So yes, I am a herbalist, but I work across all those areas. So um, I also work as far as providing guidance. Um, I particularly work with people dealing with trauma, along with people who are going through spiritual awakenings and waking up to their spiritual callings um, assisting you and supporting you as you start to really cultivate and find your own personal tools to heal yourself and also potentially then step into the work of helping others heal. Um, So, yeah, guidance work. And also above that, I am an ancestral and shamanic energy healer. And that means that um, my ancestors and shamanic and guiding and healing spirits work through me as I channel universal force energy, um, helping people heal and illuminate all the bodies that you you mentioned Lisa Ho, um as far as whatever it is that you need in that time, and whatever is for your highest and greatest good. So yeah, that's me, and that's what I do. Like I said, she, um, yeah, she's a
0: coco that focuses on a number of um, modalities that can assist us with self healing. So... The reason why I want I I asked for an interview with Sam is for exactly those reasons because that's what she focuses on and that's what she specializes in. So as um, you know, certain things happen to you through experience, and then it teaches you how to then deal with that particular experience or teach other people. How to how to deal with that particular experience. So um, the emotion of anger um, has been has been in my in my lineage for a number of years, um, for a number of lifetimes. So uh, what I learned um, is that it It sits on certain bodies. You actually just carry it um, over. um, As you are born, you sort of inherit certain things. Um, And that's one of the emotions that um, I inherited. Now, um, what I learned about um, anger, and I, I never used to connected with um, anger actually. Um, so it was very passive. Um, mm. My, my, my anger was passive anger. So it was actually deep-rooted anger. So it doesn't really show because, um, um, you know, the regular anger where it shows and it's just there where you lose your emotions and everything. Um, it's best to deal with that because it shows up. However, with passive anger, it sits in your in, in your body, in, in your physical body, it sits in your emotional body. So you ask yourself why I why do you have certain blockages? And um and the more you heal your the more you go through personal healing, the more you have discover it. Um so that's why we we are we are actually having the series um Going forward, so what I noticed was um, the certain experiences, like childhood experiences. I'll, I'll speak about um, an experience that I had with um, it, it. Actually, just happened a week ago. I was journaling um, about a week ago and discovered. Um, so Sam and I have had this conversation before, but I will, I will I will just. Uh, We uh, just talk about that uh, that experience. So over the years, I've been having, especially in my career, I've been having um, issues with my bosses in in corporate, whether it was in fitness or in corporate in office. So my bosses were white women uh, most of the time. So and then I started asking myself because every time I would. Um, I would meet with the white woman who would then uh, prop- currently, I would meet them as a client. Right? Mm. And I'd be triggered. And you ask yourself, um, why am I being triggered by this? You know, why am I being triggered by this particular woman sitting in front of me? Because you have no history. But her immediately, and at first, because it's passive anger, at first, I'm having a proper conversation, asking her what she needs and and things along those lines. And then what would then happen is she would probably ask the question, not not really asking a question, but questioning what I'm advising. So the moment when she questions it then triggers um, past experiences, right? and that's how you actually explain the emotional body right so the emotional body yeah it does it stores the very first emotion that you had with that particular um, moment and then every single time you get triggered you are you are asked by the universe to deal with this particular emotion at that mm. time so what you need to do is then sit and watch it and um allow it and you, and, and be be more of a, an observer play the role of an observer and see and ask the emotion okay you are here what are you doing here right now, and what 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 triggered you? And that's that's essentially what the emotional body is there for. So these triggers when when they happen, whether it's anger, any type of emotion, um, we focus a lot on the negative ones, but even with the loving, the sensual, the other emotions. But for now, I will just keep it to anger and yeah to anger, resentment along those lines. So what that emotion is there, it's, it's there to teach you, to remind you of what you need to work on. Um, so yeah, there's certain steps and I wanted to find out from you. Um, I just used a personal experience. I wanted to find out from you, Sam, what would then be the process? Um, what, would then, what would you advise Um, a person who's sitting with that type of emotion and it's passive because it doesn't show up. So it usually just shows up in very um, life altering experiences because if I'm sitting with a client, I'm about to charge a client, right? That is my business. That is my abundance process. That is um, my growth process. That's me expanding. Now that is some type of self-sabotage, right? So immediately when that emotion shows up, I go through the breathing experience. Um, I need to calm myself down. My heart beats faster. Certain things happen. So what would you advise um, a person that's going through this and they're trying to and um, they don't they don't even they're not even aware that that is happening. So what would you advise me to do in that particular moment? At that exact moment, yeah. At that
1: exact moment,
0: what what would be the, the best steps to take for you to be aware of the situation? Because sometimes you're not aware of it, but for you
1: to just be aware of it. Okay. Um. So awareness is a challenging thing. Okay. Um. I think awareness coming into awareness is a process. Um, a process that we need to take conscious steps um, in order to to get into that consciousness of knowing what it is um, that are your triggers in life what you're feeling and and those kinds of things right so I think the advice that I would give would be twofold right um, mm-hmm. Things like that happen a lot of the time, and we don't really know what's going on in that moment. So what I can advise is the sort of things that you can start cultivating and doing so that when that moment happens, there's a greater awareness. And even then, it's a process of sometimes um, you won't be reactive and defensive because you'll be able to clearly see what's happening, potentially step back, in that moment, breathe, you know, um, relax your your parasympathetic nervous system. And sometimes in that moment, you'll be triggered, there'll be conflict, things will happen, you know. So it's a cycle of where you keep being given the same triggers, those same white female bosses again and again and again, right? And now because you're out here doing the The conscious work of coming into awareness which is the first and fundamental and powerful step of healing Mm -hmm. so that then as you go through that process and more and more as more triggers come you're able to react in a more empowered place so i would say it's a process Um, that requires you showing up for it but at the same time it's a process that requires patience and being gentle with yourself being aware that you know sometimes when betty comes you'll be able to keep your calm and sometimes not and just you know embrace yourself as you go through this process of dealing with that underlying energy that that is happening um, I just want to backtrack to something that you said in the um, beginning prior to, to sharing with me, the, the, your, the trigger that you, the, the situations that you keep finding yourself in. You mentioned that um, anger is something that has continued through your, your lineage. It's an emotion that you struggle with, right? I feel like I can confidently say that 99.9% of us, are dealing with that same wind and just in varying manifestations just purely because of life you know how could we not be dealing with anger if we look historically um especially as black women um in terms of this physical incarnation we're experiencing what our ancestors experienced just in terms of immediately apartheid. There's so much to be angry about there. We're going to take it further. Slavery, even prior to, to, to colonialism um, happening, right? Sure, we can romanticize what Africa was, but Things happened, you know, um, that would have caused anger, maybe unbalanced power dynamics between men and women. And we are carrying all those wounds through and through, you know. So, yeah, I just want to say that on a personal level, firstly, I really resonate um, with that being a wound that you're carrying. And just wanted to say that I feel most of us um, are really struggling with it. Mm. So now, Going um, to how I would recommend um, dealing with with this thing. How do you come into awareness? So um, I will focus on on herbs and nutrition just as a a start. Also, um, so and I basically what I'm going to say about herbs and nutrition applies to all kinds of of healing modalities, right? The function of herbs, the function of nutrition, the fun- function of any energetic work, um, whether it is energy healing, like going to get uh, shamanic energy healing, clearing of your aura and and that sort of things, so the clearing and, and balancing of your chakras, whether it's Reiki healing or, or pranic healing, um, whether you do breath work, meditation or or any other kinds of things, right? My belief is that once you submit and you allow that medicine to do its thing, it starts to show you these things that are going on inside of you. Um, I was recently watching an interview of a woman who is basically self-healing cancer. She's healing cancer purely through, through food, Herbs and supplements. And she is similar to you, right? In her nature, she comes across as very gentle, um, you know, very sweet, and the kind of person who, in situations where she is triggered, may act quite passively. Um, maybe passive-aggressive in terms of her experience of anger. Um, maybe when she's in a situation, instead of like Ugh! shouting at the person and losing it, like I would, I'm a fire sign, Leo, you know? Although I do also have passive-aggressive tendencies, I'd say a bit of both. But hey, like I been known to explode you know so she'd be different you know you know a person that just goes whatever and walks away that's also um anger you know someone shutting down and not speaking that's a, a, another passive expression or a person that's going to um ignore you so anyway so i'm watching this interview with this woman and so basically healing her cancer involved an intensive detoxing process, a really intensive detoxing process of the the organs, especially that you would mentioned, the liver, kidneys, gallbladders, really for a prolonged period, intensively cleaning and cleansing those areas. And she was like, my goodness, I did not realize how much anger I had in me. I had no idea how livid and how much rage I actually had in me. So through me submitting to this process of of detoxing and cleansing, I was able to start to come into awareness of these wounds and what it is I'm really feeling. So yeah, there is power in nutrition and herbs to, to cultivate that process. So if you're a person that find yourself all of a sudden surprised by your emotions in certain situations and you want to gain more of an understanding of the truth beyond illusion of what is really going on within you, I would highly recommend submitting and committing to a detoxing program. And what I would say is that a lot of the time with detoxing and cleansing, um, is that people do not submit to the process for as long as they should. Um, a lot of the times, it's like a 14-day program and all of that stuff, right? And that is good. It's, it's, You know, obviously, 14 days is better than zero days, right? But a lot of the times... Setting those challenges are, to, are about shifting your consciousness into a frame of mind. A lot of the times, the wounding that we are dealing with is so deep, 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 that it requires a prolonged process of submission to the process. So yes, maybe you won't only drink juices for six months. Maybe you'll do 21 days of a juice cleanse, right? But afterwards, still... Be in a detox process um, for as long as is needed until you yourself start to understand what your body needs. When you submit to this process, And commit fully, and everything's uncovered, and you start to learn more about yourself, you'll discover that that got that that you desperately needed. Um, you actually don't, you know, that was masking something else. Your eating habits were an emotional crutch. And actually, you know, I I my body actually rejects these things. So you will learn that process. So yeah, I would say submit to a long a lengthy process of detoxing and that in and of itself will start to bring to the surface what it is that you're dealing with so when you're in that situation um, with betty or or melissa whatever you there is already a consciousness of ah oh, i saw this already when i was going through this process yeah, when you detox, your dreams improve, um, you start to see clearly, more clearly in the astral realm, a clear picture of yourself and your emotional state and um, what it is you're dealing with. I know Sadhguru says something along the lines of how fasting burns karma. <laughs> so, um yeah. Basically, it's the idea of when you actually look after your physical body, you start to dive into the ancestral karma, um, your wounding, and all those things. And then you start um, to see yourself clearly. But if you're in that moment and you're like, <laughs> nostrils flaring, and you know by the grace of God are able to do something about it, breathe. I think-
0: Three. Three. Um, Thank you so much for that answer. So it, um, what I've learned um, from that answer and through experience is that um, being aware of a situation is actually um, quite difficult of a particular situation because you're just going to find yourself repeating and bringing the same loophole. Um, going through that same cycle over and over again. So um, the best thing to do is really changing of a diet. Um, it's very important to not even and don't shock your body into, um, into a new rhythm uh, because that also um, that also sends blockages. It continues um, exactly what you're trying to work on. And another thing is that um, we, ch- we should also change language, um, calling that situation, you know, language. Immediately when you say you want to fix something, you say there's something wrong, you know? So you just saying, okay, I'm feeling this thing. Um, let me sit and just look at it without judging it, just honoring it, without judging it, without doing anything to it. Even you overreacting at that particular moment, there is nothing wrong with that. That is what you are accustomed to at that particular moment, right? And um, there is nothing wrong with it. So if you define it as I need to heal from this, then you're saying there's something wrong. So just say, um, so also the powerful thing of words and then that's when then nutrition comes in because immediately when you are aware, then you'll say, okay, maybe if I just, um, you know, it's probably probably the coffee, because coffee, the caffeine also heightens um, certain um, reactions that we are going through. Maybe let me just slow down on the coffee. Let me just have coffee probably once a week or once a month. Um, let mm. me have more greens than I would have meat. Let me minimize on the bread um, as well. Because what we mostly what we've noticed um, people who go through um, the healing process, just for lack of a better description, um, is that... Um, gluten actually holds us back and some meat as well. Now before you get to the meat, uh, before you get rid of all the meat, we're not going to be any pork, beef, whatever. We're <laughs> not going to name which um, meat that is um, more dangerous to your body. Just minimizing your intake of meat. It doesn't matter which type of meat that also assists you in being aware. And what you'll notice is your breathing um, will change as well. So um, I had would you what would you advise is in herbs and um the, the foods that out? I think three weeks ago, I had a a gum issue and you recommended lemon to balance my hormones, right? And um, regarding anger, what would be for the liver, for the gallbladder, for the kidneys, what would you recommend that one drinks more often in in replacement of coffee, for example, Um, in, in replacement of coffee or any type of caffeine? what would you then recommend um, one should increase on drinking? And um, obviously water. But what would be, like, what what greens, like a, a smoothie, some type of a drink that you would recommend for, for one to be conscious, especially when you take that um, drink, it's important to also be conscious and speak to that drink so that it does the work that you
1: want it to do as well. So, what would be that drink? All right. So, I'm just going to take a slight step back, right? Okay.
0: Cool.
1: And be quite controversial on the subject matter of um what to eat, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that in the process of nutrition and and your healing, right? Um, common sense, right, is a great starting point. Yes. So. When you research what is good for this and what is good for that, right? So that is a great starting point. But I do believe in the importance of in this process, really starting to cultivate a connection to your guidance and your inner voice to refine particularly what is perfect for you, right? So I will, in this conversation, Um, share with you things that I think that are beneficial, right, in terms of universal truths and understanding. But it's important that if Ukoko comes to you in the dream, please don't drink the lemon, then don't drink the lemon. Because Ukoko is a part of you. She knows what is going on in terms of your unique chemistry and what it is you need, right? So as far as herbalism goes, I studied it. Like I studied it and um, also then studied under a working herbalist who would mark my assignments, um, a, a, a black female herbalist, right? Um, but what I've learned as far as the practicalities of healing myself and then dealing with individual cases is that sometimes you will find yourself being guided to do the opposite of what is in your book, right? Um, So that's basically my message is that use logic, research, see what the general consensus is on stuff, but ultimately trust your inner guidance and your inner wisdom. And know that as you're healing your body, um, your body will know what it needs, and sometimes it may not be popular. So, for example, why I'm raising this is that I was vegetarian and then went vegan, and then what was important for me was that I had to start eating meat again. Meat was very fundamental and is important for healing my body, and particularly thyroid. (coughs) related issues and also hormonal issues for some women um so that was a challenge for me i was really you know but you know woke equals no meat what are you guys talking about why why are you doing this guys so i know they ease me in i just dream of eggs all the time finally caved ate eggs chicken and ultimately i I'd learn to understand that I'm severely iron deficient and there's no amount of spirulina or whatever that is going to fix what's going on. Bird is saying, We understand, my child, eat that meat. However, like as you mentioned, missing the drink, the same thing with meat. Have reverence and respect for it. Be grateful and thank it for what it is that um, it's doing for you. Ideally, if you live in a place where you can hunt, get your own meat, and respectfully engage it, do that. right. And also the quality of the, the meat is important. Hormone-free, antibiotic-free, all of that stuff. So yeah, um, I just wanted to say that as far as um, what I'm going to share with you, Always remember to trust your intuition and your guidance. Ultimately, going forward. So now I'm going to what one? If I were to recommend one drink, right, for for your for healing your 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 kidneys, um, your liver, and gallbladder, right? As a daily drink, I'm going to share with you what I have every morning. Um, and yeah you could just play around with that as a variation as something to have like continuously and as you'd raised this i'd recommended it to you when you you had shared about your gum issues right um because a lot of the times women who are dealing with hormonal imbalance and womb related issues or changes as you are going through, experience an influx of hormones. And a lot of the times it's estrogen. And how we get rid of the excess estrogen is through being flushed through the liver and kidney. So when there's an influx, a lot of the times our our liver and kidneys are struggling. So we really need to support them in that detoxing process, uh, that process of being able to flush out the excess estrogen. So what I recommend is water, water, and to that water add um, one of the following, either the juice of half a lemon, the juice of half a lime, or a capful, I'd say, of apple cider vinegar. Um, So maybe if you want, you can have a bit of everything. What I do is I have some lime, and apple cider vinegar. That's those are the two that are really great. If you're a person that really struggles with acid reflux and heartburn, you know, things that are super acidic and lime is a better option than using lemon. So I use more more of that. But if you have no issues with like acid reflux burping after meals and that sort of thing, you can use lemon. So water, a bit of that, right? And then also, um, I add cream of tartar in it, a teaspoon of cream of tartar. And why I add that is that it's a very quick way to get potassium. Potassium is very beneficial for the flushing of the kidney. Um, People who have diabetes, when they are treating it naturally, you are basically told to up your potassium like crazy. So potassium is available in greens and melons, but a lot of the times, it's quite difficult for us to get the amount that we need where it's really effective. So um, I then have a a teaspoon of of cream of tartar. And then what you can do is then add a a, a bit of of ground Himalayan salt um, to that drink. So, um, what's the word? Is it hydrating? No, there's a particular word I'm looking for. Um, it's very powerful as far as it really hydrating you as a drink. Really um, a lot of the times, yeah, there's this word. I think maybe it is just hydrate. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a thing, water is great, right? But most of it in its essence water just cleans in essence, but it doesn't really hydrate you. That's why you you just feel like you can drink more and more and more and more, right? But now when you're adding um the the, the cream of tartar and the Himalayan salt, you're adding magnesium, you're adding these minerals that we lose in our bodies when we sweat and just when we're going through life. So you are replenishing um, those minerals when you're adding those things. And especially when you slept eight hours, you haven't had anything to eat, drink, you wake up really dehydrated. So yeah, that's the drink I'd recommend. Water, lemon, lime, apple cider vinegar, Himalayan salt, and some cream of tartar every morning. But if you're able to have a full watermelon in the day and a lot of broccoli and kale, then the cream of tartar is is not necessary. And then another powerful hydrating drink, uh, another option is to have celery juice. If you have a juicer and you have access to, to organic celery or celery that you are okay to do the work of cleaning thoroughly, In apple cider vinegar or vinegar and bicarb to remove any pesticides and herbicides, and you can juice that. Have celery juice um, in the morning. I think those are the two most powerful detoxes that I can recommend for you to have continually and perpetually throughout your life. And yes, I'm so with you on that, Lisa. The power. Of intention, the power of speaking to the, the, the water, the the minerals, and um, that you're working with really just amplifies the work that they are doing in in healing you. And they, as spirits, everything is spirits, you know. Once you speak to it, and um, they also appreciate that 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 conscious connection that you're cultivating with them. And then one more thing: the quality of the water. Is very important. Um, So I have we at my where I live, we have this big container of prepared water. So water that has had all heavy metal toxins and bacteria removed from it. So I would recommend that if you're serious about cleansing and healing yourself in order to get into flow and awareness of who you are and and really just come into alignment, I would say move away from tap water um, if you can. And ideally spring water, but it does become quite expensive. So, prepared water is great. It's actually not that expensive to, to refill. So, yeah, um, the quality of the water you're drinking is something that is very, very important.
0: Okay. Okay, so that's the recommendation on the drinking part. So, I wanted, somebody, I wanted somebody else to say the water part with um, Himalayan salt because I'm, yeah. I'm all for that. Um, um, it's actually iron, for iron deficiency as well. It assists with your iron deficiency. It assists with um, quite a number of ailments, um, having salt water, but particularly in Malayan salt, not just um, iodated salt um, or rock salt because what we tend to do is use rock salt as well. Um, so yeah. yeah, don't touch don't on my chance. Specifically use um, what is known as pink salt. It's called Himalayan salt. It assists with your connection with your inner self so much. Um, the more, because what you're doing is then replacing um, and rejuvenating your original body uh, body pH. So it assists in that regard. So I wanted somebody else to say that. <laughs> now I can father and say yes. Um con- please do that. Make it a daily ritual where you have um, salt water, Himalayan salt water, and a tad bit of lemon and a tad bit of whole lime. Um, like she was saying um regarding. So during pregnancy, I had to stop with um with salt and with a bit of lemon, because what I found is that I found myself actually um, getting dehydrated when Um, drinking lemon water um, and salt water. So what I what I then did is just drink plain water or alkaline water so I can then continue refilling. So um, it's important that you listen to your body. like any teacher or healer would, would recommend that the best thing to do, like Sam was saying, the best thing to do is to listen to your intuition, listen to your body because it knows what works for you and what doesn't. And yeah, I'll we'll just leave that food part uh, there. So regarding um, headaches and, and teeth, um, what I learned, um, so the liver is that's where you it's actually called in the metaphysical world. It's actually called the seat of anger. That's what the liver is. Wow, I know. It's actually called the seat of of anger. So working a lot with dealing with exercise, there's quite a few things that you can do to connect. And another thing, the more you the more you just be okay with your emotions. I'm not saying entertain them and find yourself being lost in them because that's another thing we, we will find excuses of not actually doing the work. So being aware of your emotions as they come then assists you to then be able to listen to other things in your body so listening just not just watching the emotion watching yourself removing yourself from the situation and be on a third person perspective that actually assists a lot um however you need to train yourself to to do that and how you train yourself it's through meditation like she had recommended and uh, by the way guys meditation is not like sitting For one hour or 17 hours, just sitting and um, the whole time. There's different types of meditations. Um, For starters, you can do certain exercises that will then lead you to the 15 hours of meditation that you guys think meditation is. Um, However, everything baby steps. You know when you are born, you drink milk and. Let's start there. <clears throat> uh, I think what we tend to do is um, immediately when you find um, a new truth, uh, a new way of living, that go in heavily into it and not allowing yourself to adjust into it. So um, the best thing to do when you uh, work with your emotional body is to be very gentle with yourself. And gentleness is also very powerful because it then leads you to really honoring um, the experience so that you don't cancel it or you don't you say it's negative it makes you honor the experience it makes you be present with the experience that it makes you then actually go through the awareness that you need to go through so Please don't rush into things and um, change your diet abruptly uh, because now you're just shocking your body, and the next thing you'll be doing is you're gonna have um, rejection. Your body is going to reject reject almost everything that you're trying to do. So in moderate, in moderation, in moderation. So step the three steps of um, of how you deal with. Um, whatever emotion that comes up. Um, Okay, so when um, I'll go back to that example of being triggered by Melissa, right? Sitting in front of Melissa. And then the very first question that you ask yourself is, what is this emotion itself? Um, Then that would actually assist you in being aware of um, what is going on. So the first step would be, what is this emotion? then the next step would be why am I feeling this emotion? Or where does it come from, you know? um, when, when, When did it start? Where does it come from? Then the third question is, when was the first time did I feel this emotion? So, that's how you then start healing your emotional body. And by the way, when you heal one body, you tend to heal all bodies. So when you ask those questions, your body starts listening to you. So you're already working on your physical body. Your body starts listening to you, and then you are then able to then be connected to your spiritual yeah, this time it's telling me nine nine. Your internet is unstable. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, so you. Uh. Okay. Well, I can. Yeah. Oh, is that better? Is that better? Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, you. the The issue is more the video, but I think it's it's correcting. Oh, okay. So yeah um i'll go back to
0: so immediately when when that happened because this, this the, the whole experience of Medesa, me sitting in front of a client and know triggered happened uh, a few months ago i think about six or eight months ago and then i went into the process of where does it come from you know um and a week ago i got the the last answer, which is the last, the answer for the last question, which is where did it start? So when was Mm -hmm. the experience um, of intimidation or um, yeah, I would say intimidation or just neglect or um, undermining um, yeah, all sorts of things that, yeah, i think i'll just stick to undermining neglect and um, disrespect actually it's a lot of disrespect and so i i got the experience that i went to go visit my grandmother she was a was a maid Uh she was a maid um and my dad decided because we're in the area so my dad decided to do a surprise visit where she's working right and i
1: was no. Um, okay. Me yeah, and the invisible people. Is, Me. That, is that better? I, I last heard you saying that your, your grandmother worked as a maid. Yes. So
0: my dad yes. decided to do a surprise visit. Uh, just to go check on her you know um and i was i think i was three years old or something something among those guys so that was my first interaction with a white woman and we walk in and immediately um, when we walk in her son quickly runs to me to try to play with me because we kids we want to play so and she's she said she said, no, step away from the gaffer. It's not your type. Um, you're not meant to play with those, with those people, right? Oh, Oof. Yeah, I know. So she separated us. I don't know. If it... and, uh, I, I want to just emphasize on the fact that when you ask these questions, you also allow yourself not, not to rush it. Allow yourself to mm. get the answer from within. Um because your body, the reason why the anger gets stuck in the in the, in the liver, the gallbladder and the kidneys and and going up is because your body records. So when you ask those, when you intentionally ask those type of questions, you are then accessing your inner wisdom to give you an answer and do not rush it. What you need to do is just ask where it comes from. What was the beginning of it? So, and this is something that I probably asked about six months ago, and um, and I had I I had, I had even forgotten about it that I asked for for that, and it came as an experience where um, where then I saw played out what happened. What did this what was the experience that then started um, that that started this behavior because i kept on repeating it unconsciously everywhere i kept on attracting because it's not just the women met like the bosses there was just it being um, heightened in school there was teachers there were teachers that uh, female teachers that that just did not treat me well and i had gotten used to it So I suppressed it. So it's important for us to actually um, ask these questions and work on that emotional body in this manner. Um, So we're doing this. um, I am led to do this um, this series so that we can learn different ways of dealing with um, our inner childhood, um, the best ways of supporting yourself. And speaking to um, healers like uh, like Sam will actually assist us because what the with the type of work she does it it links her, your herbs to your 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 spiritual um, life and my focus is um, more of your physical and uh, emotional healing. So as you can hear, all these bodies. Um, are getting healed. Just us having this type of conversation, we are tapping into healing our lineage uh, behind us and our lineage going forward. So it's important for us to actually just um, tap in to this part of us gently. So Sam. Yeah. Um, what, 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 cause this actually touches on, um, inner child healing. Um, I know that there's, um, there's, you work a lot with trauma and, um, mostly sexual trauma, uh, but it, at, at the moment, it doesn't matter what type of trauma, it is, what, what matters that it's stuck in the body. So what would you recommend? What would be then the steps for us to, to um, get in touch and have a conversation with that inner with that inner child. Who, for example, a three-year-old girl, the um I just saw myself um, experience that, and I, I, I'm, 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 I was in the observing space where I saw everything happen. I, I wasn't going through that again, so what 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 do you recommend because sometimes people are gifted and they don't know how to they find themselves having dreams of the actual experience and then going through it again so what would you recommend we do um yes when when that particular moment happens in the dream realm now so that would be your etheric body what would you recommend um one does when you wake up when when you have after pre- having re- experience.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right. I just I just want to answer the question clearly. Okay. So you'd like to know what my suggestion is for what one should do when um what trauma comes up in the in the, 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 the dream realm and you, you see like previously suppressed stuff come up. Yes, and
0: in the
1: dream realm, sure. Um, hmm. What did I recommend? I guess for me it would be kind of just instilling practices um, that kind of get you into a flow a flow of, of release and creation, you know? A flow that allows what needs to come up, come up, you know? And then allows for you to be in a process to have the conversation and to listen to the lessons of, of, of healing and, and growth and liberation, the things that are coming up are trying to show you, right? And then when the time is right, release that energy. So um, what would have happened for me, for example, I'm trying to even think of this week for me personally has been processing a lot of anger. Of course, it's no surprise given the timing of of, of this meeting. Um, But it's been about then waking up and um, instilling a practice whether it is doing a clearing invocation where you you call on your, your ancestors, your guides, Archangel Michael, to help clear your energy and help you integrate whatever it is that you are purging and you're experiencing. So yeah, um, I'm very much about having protective and clearing practices. And a lot of the time when you tell people protect your energy, the thought is, oh, to protect myself from abatagati, from being bewitched and imiti and and psychic attack. But a lot of the times protection is about protecting you from you, protecting you from struggling to deal with the ego, protecting you, the part of you that resists what is normal and what is meant to come up. So if you're in that situation and maybe you find yourself unsettled I would just say w- welcome and invoke the presences that make you feel safe wherever it is you are in your cycle mm-hmm. so yeah um, uh, yeah wake up and, and do a a shielding meditation where you invite angels to to shield your energy ask Archangel Michael to please cover you in a, in a bubble of, of protective white light, allowing loving connections and allowing you to, to go through your day uh, in a way that is for your highest and greatest good, or wake up and light a candle. Upashe, and speak to your ancestors and say, I saw this thing. Spirit, I know it's part of the process of of release and creation. Help me understand. Um, Help me integrate. Help me allow myself to feel it if there's time. Go with the process. So, yeah, I think it would just be allowing your guidance to lead you through whatever it is that is meant to happen and not resisting whatever process there is Um, i'm finding personally in the astral um where i'll have like disturbing really disturbing dreams is because i'm resisting my flow i'm resisting allowing myself the space to cry allowing myself the space to rage um to or to also the other end of the spectrum, allowing myself the space to enjoy passion, um, that sort of thing. So yeah, I think um, that's my suggestion is just to have within your daily practice before you sleep and when you wake up, a way to tap in to your guidance mm-hmm. that ensures that everything is happening as is meant to be. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know, if if I can just go into something that um, you touched on or I just want to add to this conversation overall on anger. Um, Yeah. Firstly I really resonate with the, the message you speak around gentleness with the whole process, you know, not, you know, forcing so hard and even as far as the detoxing process and easing your way into it and also just the work of, of healing emotionally. Going gently and patiently. I really resonate with that and um, along with the steps of, of being able to identify and come into awareness and knowing that you may not always have the answers immediately, but at a point point. Um, in divine time, as you go through this process, you will hear what you need to hear. But what I want to raise anger is I there's a... So there are these things that we're sharing, right? Right now I'm saying detox to help with anger, meditate, move, exercise, do these things, right? But a lot of the times you find people still having um, manifestations of anger that are destructive. And what do I mean by a destructive manifestation? In its essence, there's nothing wrong with anger. If you have anger until you die or moments of it, when you're 100, you're 100, it's okay because that is part of what we are as humanity. We aren't always happy. We aren't always light. And part of this experience that we've signed up for comes with things that will anger you and like anger in itself is not inherent inherently bad anger is a powerful transformative energy i believe that me and you are having this conversation because anger lit a fire under our asses and said this is not right this is not right I feel this needs to change. I feel needs to change. You know, it. a lot of the time it inspires um, not even just the healing work, whatever work you decide you're going to be a lawyer because you are angry about how someone close to you was treated in their case. And you're like, not on my watch, you know, anger really brings about change with, covid what's happening we're seeing clearly the 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 discrepancies and the inequality that is happening and it is getting us angry we're getting our governments to be held more accountable for their actions you know we're asking serious questions around the health system so anger in its essence is not bad it's destructive in a sense that you then go and um Get a, an autoimmune disease, right? Something that really impairs your life, or something that is life-threatening. Anger is destructive if you pick up a gun and, and shoot someone, you know? So in that's it's anger unchecked that is destructive, right? So now why is it you have men and women who are doing all of the yoga? all of the meditations day and night, some of them like us doing Pashna, crazy vibes, eh? sitting and meditating in a silent retreat 10 hours a day. And yet um, sometimes there's still manifestations of this destructive anger. And primarily what I'm being shown and experiencing and seeing in my work is that it's due to resistance and judgment. So you go and you cleanse, and the cleanse shows you the truth, and you judge it. You say, no, I can't feel that way. I'm not allowed to feel that way. So it's hard to shift the destructive energy of anger when we judge it when we feel, like, like you mentioned, language, when we feel it's something we have to fix, when we feel that um, we have to put a timeline on, on how long we're allowed to feel this way. So in, in terms of Melissa, um, she may come back as, as a symbol of, of, of the, the wound, uh, cyclically, time and time again. And it's important for us to not judge that. Um, I was speaking to Spurt I think yesterday, how sometimes you will cry about the same thing again and again. Cry and cry and cry and feel so good and feel so liberated from it next week to find yourself crying about the same thing. But now we disrupt the flow. We disrupt the natural flow by going, but I cried last week remember, spirit, we had a breakthrough, we've healed this wound. And it's like, no, you do things cyclically. Um, As as, as humanity, we struggle, when I say you, I'm speaking as my ancestors, Um, you struggle to grasp the magnitude of the trauma and pain you've survived. And you guys don't give yourself um, the space and the break to to really grasp that, that these are hectic things that happen to you and therefore you're allowed to feel it. And a lot of the time when we're working with you, when we're healing with you, we are healing in cycles because if you're forced to face that whole wound, sit and face the whole of slavery in your ling- lineage and in one meditation, it's too much. It could overwhelm you, it, like it could kill you. So we work with you in cycles. We work with you in cycles. That heartbreak, that relationship that that didn't end end up as you wanted, it's okay if you still find remnants of it coming into your life two years later. You have not failed. You have done nothing wrong. Nothing's wrong with you. It is part of the cycle of healing. So now we still struggle with anger and all these things because we, we, we judge um, the process. We judge where it is that we still are in the process. And sometimes also in terms of our interventions, um, sometimes um, we have an idea. We like to prettify our healing. Um, you, like, I meditate, right? But we want our healing to be like, oh, and just zen and beautiful. And sometimes it is ugly and disgusting. And we need to allow that. Like, we, we need to really shift that conversation, particularly, I believe, to, towards black women and, and women as a whole. We need to allow ourselves the spaces and the time to express the, the, the monster within us that 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 black snake you're dreaming of that godzilla that is chasing you is a little girl that just wants to scream punch a punching bag rah, and rage now that mm-hmm. um yeah i just wanted to touch on that why you can do all the cleansing all the meditation but still find yourself in a destructive cycle and a lot of the time is judging judgment of of um you the you feeling like it's not valid, like oh, this is old now um I, I the grief should be over by now, the anger should be over by now, the rage allow it listen the meditation when you you feel like you're agitated that's it's medicine, it's saying it's simply it's what it is you're mm-hmm. adi- you're agitated, don't try and now. Um, I don't know, suppress that process and then head into a state of, of fake meditation in essence where you're pretending to be when you're not. The meditation is doing its work. It is showing you what is there and what you should allow yourself to feel and address. And then you'll find a lot of the times then when you're triggered, um, you are... You are more rooted and calm in the situations because you've allowed yourself to deal with that volcano. You have given its its space to erupt because that energy is not going to disappear. You know, it's it's there. So yeah, sometimes it isn't only about peaceful practices, it's about doing ugly. Uh, unpretty things. Women need to start lifting weights. Women need to start boxing, doing martial arts, you know, and dealing with that part of the energy. Yes, you're a woman, but there's so much in you. There are also masculine energies that you are are clearing um, within your ancestry. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, thank you so much. You know, I just looked at the time and I think we just went in thinking we're having a nice conversation, a private conversation. And Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, time is not on our side right now. So, um, what I wanted to, I wanted to thank you for giving the time to to actually express your, your all um, regarding this this matter, and uh, I remember I said to you in the week that you probably you are probably experiencing whatever that we are about to talk about, <laughs> and because I was experiencing uh, I was experiencing that too. Um, there's a lot of things that, that uh, come up, and last word just to just to, in conclusion is. Um, when emotions come up, it means it is time for you, they just say, you stay in the surface, they're no longer in the depth and you should be grateful that they are, don't then suppress them again and say, no, no, this is wrong. I'm not supposed to be feeling like this, this is ungodly or this is, um, this is, this is, um, whatever, whatever excuses that we give up, give ourselves. When an emotion like and a memory like this comes up, it's in the surface. It's time for it to then come out. It says to you, it's time for it to come up. So allow yourself to then you know, go through it, face it, look at it, um, love it, hug it, embrace it. Um, and in conclusion, siyabonga, bonga. Siya bonga. Thank you uh, so much, Sam, for for,
1: for the time and yeah thank you so much thank you for giving me the space to express um and my views on the subject which is very close to me um so i really appreciate it and thank you,
0: thank you.